Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 58. Suns fan here with Cinder in greetings, my Danish friend. Hello. Hello. I am indeed Danish and friend. (laughs) I am indeed friend. Uh... (laughs) So we have an interesting episode is the let, let's do our normal intro stuff and then we can get into the bulk news, which I'm sure most people will be listening in for anyway. So first and foremost, we want to thank our patrons, as always, that allow us to do this show every single week. By the way, I'm proud of ourselves Sinner, for doing this every single week, pretty much on yeah. the dot. You, you've yes. done really well for yourself. Good job. Thank I was you. more you've, worried about you than me. I was more worried about you. It's actually really impressive that you managed to do this every week. Thank Very you, proud. Sindarin. I Very appreciate proud that. Thank you so much. It okay, means I'll take a lot the first to you. I'll take the first half of our in Bruges here. Uh, Mr. Underscore Man, the god himself, Absolute Sword, Agent Huggy Bear, Ben oh. Broomhead is cooler than Ben Jackson. And then Ben Jackson, uh, <laughs> Chosnick Pizda, DG, Dion Shy Guy, Dent Head Man, which you might need to change your name because I actually just I was feeling myself up, my head that is, on cam, and the dent is almost entirely gone, Cinderin. Oh, it was temporary. It was temporary. He's uh, evolving. My boy Dop, Dyslexic Lawyer, Fane, and Freshly Seasoned Goat Balls. And then the second half, Hoey988. Houston Adamo or Adamo? How do you say that? Ad- Probably Adamo. Yeah. Huge erection. Nice one. <laughs> Anonymous. Lick. Puco. Poop Feast 420. Pitch Black. Runny Keel. Shark TM. Sneaky Beaver. Terry Tip. The Coward. Tickles. Fellowship of the Ping. And Wooden Aftertaste. As always, thank you guys very, very much for the embruced tier contribution to the podcast. It's, uh, it's awesome to see how uh, how we keep getting this uh, this big support from all of you. So really appreciate that, and of course to everybody else who keeps supporting us every month, so that we can keep making this. Uh, many thanks for for all your Patreon uh, for all your patronage. I believe is the right wow, word. Wow, very yes. good, Cinder. Patronage. Thank you so yes, much. I too speak the language. Uh, of we should also announce that we. I know people were asking about this. A to Z obviously is never coming back ever. It's been canceled forever, but. We have now replaced it with a new show called Pog with Friends, which you can find on the Dota Cinema channel where Cinder and I play with a guest every episode. And the first episode was with Gork. And, you know, the it, difference between the shows, Cinder, and A to Z, we had to replay how many times uh, to make it seem like we were having fun, you know, because the games <laughs> were so god off. <laughs> Some of the games were absolutely atrocious. Some, sometimes we had to play like three or four games to even get a game where it wasn't like somebody ruining or leaving or... right. AFK but jungle. Pog required yeah. one game, guys. It was fun on the first try, believe it or not. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that was that was really cool. Uh, and you have an update on something. Yes. By the way, I got a haircut. Um, Thanks for noticing. Yeah, I mean, uh, you you did uh, you did tweet that, so I did. A lot see of people it. don't. And have I was Twitter. like, when you've since you've tweeted it, I don't need to talk about it. Everybody knows. Oh, uh, that's so kind. But of yeah, good job, good job, Nikki. Good good haircut. It looks <laughs> nice. It looks good on you. Um, as for myself, I've got an eye job. I have had my skin removed under my eyes by, uh, by pollen allergy. So I've had my own do over. Uh, I hope you guys like the look. Wow. I think it's, I think it's temporary. I hope it's temporary. Uh, but it does make me look kind of like a zombie, which I could rock that for a party. So that's nice. Yeah, I could see it. Okay. Uh, anyway, the quick follow-up I wanted to do from last week's episode before we can move on was uh, I saw I got a pretty good comment that I just wanted to follow up on because we were talking last week, if you guys remember, about the Twitch DMCA of music, uh, where I said that for um, for the artists 
or for the record labels or whatever, it's uh, obviously, in my opinion, it's a huge loss for them to just DMCA everything or rather just nuke all of the VODs and try to shut it down rather than get the exposure. But as somebody pointed out, like it's very possible that there could be something in the future where it could be a cooperation and it's like a symbiotic relationship where uh, the streamers get to buy the rights to play the music. Uh, and that's something I would definitely be in support of. I'm not saying it's an all or nothing thing where we should just get all of it for free and they should just whatever. Uh, and I don't think I represented that view last time. So I want to make that very clear. If it's affordable and reasonable, I definitely think that could be a thing on Twitch where you buy the rights to music. The problem is just like getting something like a radio license or uh, I'm not exactly sure. I don't remember what it's called, uh, but I've heard it talked about on another stream. It's like insanely expensive and it's never going to be... Uh, something that the streamer unless you're like a gigantic streamer that you can even afford um so hopefully we get something some healthy medium in between and if it's an all or nothing i still kind of stand by what i said last time that i do think it's still better for them uh to get the exposure than you could entirely but i understand from the creator's perspectives obviously that you want to be paid for what you do i mean i do as well right so i'm not I it's not an alien concept to I me. Don't wanna, I don't want to go off on the tangent but. here. I think when you say creators, like the artists themselves, I would say mm -hmm. in most cases these days do not care. It's more the record labels and pretty much everybody right. in between. That's But it, even even for the record labels, it should be in their interest to... No, I agree to an to extent. To make something yeah. that... Yeah, to work together, you know. Uh, but yeah. Okay, just wanted to close that one out and follow up on that. Um, so let's get started on today which yes. is going to be a very grim and special episode basically yes so this is the dota 2 section that's why we left it for this because it is directly related obviously expands past that but we're we're not here to talk about everything so if you're getting your news from us it will be maybe not as detailed as some would like but so i think First, we can start with in the Dota 2 subreddit, there was a lot of threads about sexism in gaming. That was like, I want to say like three or four days in a row, like after, pretty sure it was after our last week's podcast, um, yeah. which honestly, that happens like every year, which we're, we're going to get to that uh, at the end of this segment, because I do want to uh, get into that a little bit as well. But some people were called out, let's say. So the first one was Zayori getting called out by Ashney Christ. Um, and I think instead of us recounting what happened between both of them, you guys should just go see the statements they both made as it kind of, I don't know the best way to explain it. It's, it's, that's it's kind of how it stands right now, as opposed yeah. to the next topic, which is maybe more concrete. Is that maybe yeah. the best way to say it? Yeah. Just to, just to elaborate, basically, uh, the start of this conversation with Ashne Christ and Zayori was a twit longer from Ashne Christ, so that's where it starts. And then Zayori has a clip on his stream where he talks about it extensively responding to that twit longer. And that's kind of what there is on that topic right now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it's, it's not a closed case. It's kind of in that state. And yeah, we're not going to judge right now. Uh, just... Look, watch it for yourselves, make your, up your own opinion, have a look at it, and try to, you know, keep an open mind about everything for both sides, um, would be my advice. Yep. Um, and I guess we should also mention, I know this is like the Dota 2 section, but this whole, uh, this whole movement that's happening right now with a lot of women coming forward, it's not just in Dota 2. Like, this is like a gaming-wide trend, including Twitch and um, other games basically other scenes whether that's within their esports or the more casual side there's a lot happening right now and we can't recap all of it so we're focusing on the dota part basically yeah i today not not to go off on another tangent i actually made some bullet point notes for myself so i wouldn't get off tangent and here i am going off tangent nikki shared a document that i guess is shared on reddit on some other mm -hmm. i don't know what subreddit is about all the people in gaming that have been called out and it is fucking huge this enormous list. holy shit yeah. Anywho, the one that we're going to talk about specifically today is Grand Grant, who was called out by several people. So let me list off the things that we learned. Uh, number one, harassed a woman named Llama Down Under, for those that don't know, was a caster a few years ago. I can't remember how many years ago it was, actually. Um, I want to say three or four years ago. Yeah, something probably. like that. Uh, someone, yeah. like two hours before our podcast was about to start, news came out of him being accused of sexual assault back at TI4. And I think 
another thing that is kind of public knowledge at this point, he has a history of alcohol abuse, at least in, at least in the past. I don't know if it's been in the last couple of years or not. But either way, I think that's public knowledge overall. Uh, he went to court for the Llama Down Under thing and actually lost a defamation case uh, along with getting a restraining order. So I think before we move on any further, we should talk about our knowledge of this since I think that's mm-hmm. going to be the first people, first thing people bring up. So for yeah. me, obviously, like when it comes to like the sexual assault stuff, uh, uh, no idea. I don't think I'd be surprised if anybody knows, but I can't speak for anybody. I'm not going to speak for yeah. you, Sindarin, but definitely did not know anything about that. Um, but when it comes to the defamation case, I actually did hear about this when it was going on and then didn't really hear the results or I didn't know how it actually ended. Um, right. But I know for a fact, and this isn't me calling anybody out, there's a lot of talent, a lot of people behind the scenes, people within EG at the time definitely knew about that. So that I don't think this came as a big surprise to like a lot of people behind the scenes. Uh, what about yourself? Right. And the reason we're mentioning that someone at EG uh, should know about this is that obviously at some point, I think it was, was that two years back or something that EG signed Grant Grant uh, as uh, a broadcaster and a streamer for the org? Maybe it's less than two years ago. Feels like less, but uh, time does fly. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously there's some things flying around right now with EG being like putting on a face right now because surely somebody in the company knew this when he was hired. So they kind of looked through it. And now that it's becoming public, they're saying that they have a zero tolerance policy. So it seems like there might be a little bit of a disconnect there or something that's been lost in well, the information why don't we, chain, basically. Why don't we just read off their actual tweets instead of sure. just paraphrasing? Yeah, so they, they tweeted three things. Effective imme- This is from EG, that is. Effective immediately, Grand Grant has been released and is no longer a member of EG. We have a zero-tolerance workplace policy and take any accusation of harassment or violation of our policies handbook seriously. Although Grant was apparently involved in incidents which occurred prior to his time at EG, the impact of these incidents is still felt today by our team, by our community, and by our partners. We have made the decision to part ways effective immediately. Grant has taken responsibility for these past mistakes, but he also has agreed that at this time, stepping back from esports is the right thing to do to continue to foster a positive and safe community. So I guess we should tie in Grant's tweets. Um, he also tweeted three things. I just want to apologize to everyone in the Dota scene. The things I have done in the past really are just horrible to look back on. I have worked on myself over the last few years and I've tried to better understand people and better understand me. But unfortunately, reality of it all is that that does not make up for the past and what I did. I don't want people to flame other people. I was the one who brought this upon myself and truly do apologize to the people I've hurt. I'll be leaving Dota and eSport and the eSports scene for a long time, if not permanent. I don't want to make this about me, though. I want to say I hope the people who don't feel safe do feel safer and I hope Dota becomes an overall better esport over the upcoming years. So, unpack. I mean, I don't know how many thoughts you even have on this, just because it's such a. I mean, I think I speak for both of us that the entire thing, just reading, especially oh, the last one that came out, so disgusting. I felt literally disgusted reading that shit. Um, yeah. So. Basically, there was a, a pretty, I think it was Wicked Cosplay who posted it on behalf of the victim who's been, yeah. who's chosen to be anonymous, but have uh, uh, have Wicked as the, what's that called? Proxy? Yeah, Maybe? I suppose. Call it, let's call it a proxy. Uh, and it's very elaborately described what happened. Uh, I recommend you guys, we're not going to read the whole thing out because it's a very, very long uh, thing, but uh, I would recommend once again, like with the other stuff that you go and check it out for yourselves. Uh, It's a tweet from Wicked Cosplay recently about uh, the whole incident. It's the one from TI4, basically. Um, If I'm not mistaken, that was that one, right? Yes. It was the TI4 one. Yeah, the the sexual assault one. Um, So, yeah. I mean, obviously it doesn't need to be said that this is absolutely atrocious and it's should never happen. Um, this is, I would say, even to a more extreme degree than a lot of other things that are completely intolerable. But this is just, you know, this is just, it's always way too far, but this is even further, right? Uh, we can't tolerate shit like this. And it's the right thing to do from EG's side. And from Grant's perspective, it's probably also the right thing to do what he has done. Um, so it's it's kind of just, you know, it's just shit for everybody involved. But when you do things like this, things like this happen. Like, um, yeah. that is what it is. Now, what I want to clarify here is that I understand from the community's perspective that this is 
is something you might be how to say you might make what's it called conspiracy theories about talent kind of like hiding stuff or backing each other up i genuinely did not know about any of this nothing i didn't even know about the restraining order at least i don't remember ever hearing about it uh so i don't think it's really something that's talked about a lot or brought up had absolutely no idea about it um so it's it's not like I can't speak for everyone, right? I don't know what all the other casters know, uh, but I know that this is not like some sort of we don't have like a cult where everybody just covers each other each other up and you can get away with anything. So I just want to make sure that the community doesn't start like placing mistrust in all of the talent and that everybody's just a disgusting, you know, fiend that gets away with this stuff. But I'm not here to make this about myself. I just wanted to clarify that because. We know how things like this can spiral out of control and people who are not supposed to be affected by it get affected in the end. Um, so just wanted to clear that. And like you mentioned with yourself, you haven't heard about this either. Um, no, I, except, I, I, except the restraining thing you had heard about. But. Right. That was, I mean, I don't want to get into how it's just, mm. I think it paints some people in a bad light maybe. But uh, I mean, I, I generally knew that he had a checkered past, but I didn't know any specifics mm -hmm. other than this restraining order business. Um, right. And I think you also, I mean, it, it really depends on the seriousness of the thing, right? But you can, you can understand from some perspective, like it's always going to be this thing of who deserves a second chance for what, right? And I think maybe with this restraining order and harassment, maybe people who knew about it were like, okay, it went to court, he lost he learned from his mistake and moved on. But this other thing is just, it's just, you know, too much, right? I mean, like there's varying levels of, I don't even know what the word is. I mean, it, the last one, severity? I don't want to, I don't know what yes, to call it. I don't want to compare each instance that were, but the last one in right. particular for me, I, I found to be like unforgivable. Like there's a certain point of no return, uh, I mean, I mean in, in a way, you can say you don't want to compare it, but the court of law compares it, right? Like, there's some crimes that are more serious than others. Right. Um, so we obviously work within that framework in esports too. Like, some things are more punishable than others, and yeah, don't really have much more to say about it, to be honest. And in, in terms of Grant's case, I mean, it's obviously it's just despicable. I I don't know what else to say. Like there's, yeah, we there's don't, not much more. I mean, there's not much that. more to say. I, I do want to transition to what the original topic was, which I kind of referenced yeah. at the beginning. And I did talk about Nikki extensively about this. I mean, not just today, but just in general, because uh, this obviously affects her as well. Um, mm -hmm. And I want to get both perspectives pretty much, but conversation started with the way women are treated in gaming. So let's talk about that just briefly. So right. women in gaming, Cinderin, uh, constantly harassed, uh, they don't feel welcome. Um, Nikki, just as an example, has come to me in t literal tears because of the way that she's treated online. Um, part of which is like, and I totally understand this perspective, not being able to use a microphone ever. Because if somebody finds out you're a girl, there's it just feels like there's a chance that you're just going to get harassed. And the chance is actually higher than you would think. And like her examples are like Counter-Strike, especially where mic the microphone is like crucial like you could say yeah. you could get away with not using a mic in Dota, right? In theory, even mm -hmm. though it's still not a great solution in my opinion, but Counter-Strike especially, like people literally get mad at you if you don't use your microphone. Um, and of course, I've seen this firsthand being in with games with her. So um, just overall, Dota needs to be, I mean, it's not just Dota, but gaming in general needs to be more welcoming. I mean, if you want to talk about Dota specifically, it's already the hardest fucking game to get into. Imagine being a woman trying to get into Dota. That actually sounds yeah. miserable on every level. So I don't know if you had any more thoughts before we move on to other topics. Uh, I, was, I was just going to say, like you said, it's a problem across games, right? In, in gaming in general. And we've been talking about this on other occasions, like what's the reason that it has turned ended up this way? And obviously a big part of it is the anonymity thing. It's dominated field. There's just way more boys and men playing these online video games, at least historically. I don't know what the gender distribution is now, so I'm not going to just pull a number out of my ass with the with the relative percentages. Um, but I, it just feels like the reason it's got to the state that it's got to, in my opinion, is that people have just been willing to see, to just look through what's that called? Look through fingers with it? Did you say that? You say that in Danish. I think that's look a Danish idiom. Through fingers. Yeah, it's it's a Danish idiom that doesn't really work. To just pretend it's not there or just be like, whatever, you know, people have been whatever about it for way too long. 
And that means that this kind of mentality and kind of attitude can just fester. And obviously, as you know, with the internet, it's really easy to find people that think like you do. And there's the whole anonymity factor and no consequence of it. Like the worst thing that can happen in Dota is that you can get muted, right? Or mm. I don't know if there's been accounts banned for sexism. Um, I don't know. Willfully ignorant. Thank you very much, Widgie Gamer. That's a good way of saying it. See, I always thought, well. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but anonymity, I, I attributed that to toxicity in general. But I don't think it has almost yeah. anything to do with it because like, if you go to Facebook, you literally see the guy's name and yeah. they're literally giving death threats. Like I myself, not even being a woman, I've gotten death threats. I got a death threat for liking Artifact when it came out. Like, how fucking right. insane do you have to be? It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, p- people will go to extreme lengths with language and their, like, just their overall demeanor online with stuff. Uh, for me, like, toxicity is, like, in, comes in many forms, right? It's, it can be a personal attack. It can be an attack on how you're performing in the game. It can be an attack on your gender. It can be an attack on your age, like whatever it is. Like people do all sorts of shit because they're angry or upset or frustrated or some people even for trolling, which, you know, is, is just as bad because uh, the person on the receiving end can't see your face, can't see if you're just joking about it. And a lot of the time through text or voice, it can be difficult to tell if something is a joke or not. And most of the time, it's just flat out malicious, right? Um, so the the issue here is that like, your thing is just as ridiculous, right? Somebody threatening you or being super upset with you for liking a game. But it's it's just like people just go in and immediately hate you even though you've done nothing, right? Mm. That's the thing about this. Like, <laughs> I know this is going to sound weird because I'm not, I'm obviously full on against being toxic in games and I want people to try to function. You're not in an toxic enough. Under- Let's be real. I understand. <laughs> Maybe. I understand that it's easy to get frustrated and let things out on your teammates. I have a higher level of understanding for people that get angry when people make mistakes or when people are being assholes themselves than people who get angry with people for just some inherent reason, right? Like if somebody is, if I play like shit in a game and somebody starts yelling at me, I have a higher level of understanding that they're annoyed with me because like I'm, I'm impeding their performance and their ability to win the game if I'm playing bad, right? Mm-hmm. But if somebody literally just uses the mic and is a girl or a woman or has a female voice, then like how does this impact anything, right? Like why would you get angry at this fact? Why do you get harassed for that? Like it. Is there just like some inherent, like maybe it comes back to the whole, like this is like an almost archaic thing at this point with gaming, which is like girls can't play video games, right? And if that's the mentality that's festered, then people are like, oh, it's a girl, so she's bad. So you're already in that negative mindset that she's going to pull the team down. There might be that factor. I think it's more about tiny pee-pee syndrome. syndrome. A lot of tiny pee-pees out there, and they just can't handle having a tiny pee-pee, so they take it out on people that they feel are inferior for whatever reason, right? Yeah. I don't know. Um, that it, it's it's this isn't meant to be like a comparison of what toxicity is better or worse. It's just like all of it is shit. Uh but it's it's I feel like it's easier to be forgiving when people get caught up in the moment and get angry. Just like in real life. If you're doing something and you're super frustrated, like imagine you're trying to build something and it keeps collapsing. At some point you just get like so people can lose their temper at random shit. Myself included at like Something stupid where it's my own fault, right? I'll just be upset that I'm failing at some task. I'm like, this is way too easy. And I, I'm fucking this up. That's fucking annoying, right? Mm. But it's, it's just a totally different ball game. This It doesn't... Like, I can't even make sense of it, right? There's no... Do, do you get what I'm saying here? Yes, like, I totally understand. I agree. I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I, I even mean, needed no, to elaborate I, on this. I think it's, it's everybody, hard to talk about. Everybody it, responds right? differently to stuff like that right like i get more mad at myself than anything i have less tolerance for people getting mad at me sucking than you do everybody mm-hmm. has different varying levels of uh pers- i guess the perspectives are just different based on your skill level or how calm of i mean you're like a literal robot right so you're, think, you're a good base level to look at i think it really much depends on the game i think in cs the tables will turn a little bit probably in what way like because that is the game that you were competitive at and like really high skilled. So oh, then I think your perspective um, in CS is different from in Dota. I think your mindset is bound to change when you get really competitive at something, and it can change either way. You can get more toxic or 
you can get like, yeah, I, I don't know, like you're just more competitive for better or worse, right? It can bring out the best in people that they have to compete really hard. Like they try really hard and they try to be a good teammate or whatever. It can bring out the worst where you're just like angry at people. Yeah, that don't I, I would get right? more, so. I would get way more mad at myself than teammates because that's like the team dynamic. If you get mad at your mm -hmm. teammates, then you're just going to break up chemistry and all that stuff. Yeah. These days it's different because I don't really, I mean, Dota, I don't really care how good I am, even though I probably should a little bit, but FPS games where it doesn't matter, I care a lot because I used to be good. So I get more mad at the game now and myself mm -hmm. for not being, for just being an old man of sorts. But yeah, I totally okay, here we Here we are just talking, now we're talking a lot about the, the, the whole skill thing. And let's just remember where we came from with this whole discussion, right? That it's literally people just getting angry and abusing others for playing the game. It's yeah. nothing else than that. And it, I think, I feel like, you know, we're, we're two guys talking from our perspective. I think it's hard to really understand unless you've experienced it. You're closer to having experienced it than me because you've seen it a bit through Nikki's eyes and her experiences. But we can't really justify or like we can't really represent just how bad this is. We can try to understand and do our best, but it's always something else to be on the receiving end. It's like if... When I give advice in my stream, when people are like, how do you stay, stay calm? Or when people are toxic, how do you do this or that? And it's way easier to say it from your own perspective because people can have something going on in their lives that makes it harder. Uh, for women, it's already inherently difficult because of this factor that we've just talked about, right? So there's just so much complexity well, like to this I'm, that it's not... Like, well, I, I think people already know this. We're definitely not experts on this subject. I feel like I'm learning new stuff every, like, every day, mm -hmm. every week, or whatever the case may be. Like... It, by no means are we set as human beings and uh yeah but yeah it's i think it's an issue that is just been recurring and it's kind of gotten to this boiling point it feels like um and could you imagine being in that position like i'm trying to imagine how i would handle being in that position i like wouldn't play dota of, probably like the kind of tenacity you need to have to overcome some shit like that yeah it, there is probably a pretty clear correlation between the fact that you have to endure this, this stuff and that there's so little representation of women in competitive gaming, right? Of course. Yeah, of course. Part of it is how many of them play to begin with, but then you need to get through the second filter, which is this one where you even tolerate and handle this shit. And then you need to function in a team dynamic, which could get way more intimate, where you could have the same problems, which I believe has even happened, where there's been... A, a yeah. team that wasn't just guys, where there was one or two girls or whatever, and there was team drama then based on gender. Like, right? You, the, I mean, the odds that you have to beat are just fucking ridiculous for a and team that game last, as a woman. That last hurdle is maybe the biggest because there are some there are some pro players, and <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. It would never work, yeah. uh, which is unfortunate. But um, I mean, I think baby steps. I don't think this is something that could ever be just fixed overnight it's more about educating the masses and, yeah exactly uh whatever else needs to be done and and recognizing that every little bit helps right like yeah every big how to say societal change if you want to call it that it doesn't happen overnight like it takes years or even decades for things to change with big issues like sexism or racism or all of this like big kind of societal topics so contributing and making sure to give people a voice and help better the problem and not expect miracles. I think that's also important because that can be discouraging. If people think, oh, this is going to be so easy to fix if we all just do it, and then you get disappointed and get this feeling of hopelessness, mm. just keep a reasonable outlook that things like this take time, but everybody who's hit by it will appreciate it so much if things improve. Like just seeing that effort is taken and that things are slowly getting better is is very motivating, right? Yep. I wish I mean, we could just fix it with the snap of a finger, but it's not going to happen. Right. Let's just be real here. I mean, right now it feels like, and it's not for all women. Some still do this, but for Nikki to be able to play a game of Dota or Counter-Strike or whatever, she can't use her mic. So already she's having a lesser experience. She's forced to have a lesser experience yeah. to be able to fit in, so to speak, right? Yeah. So... Anywho, let's move on to more trivial topics, Cinder, which is uh, regular Dota tournaments, uh, which we're actually casting. Mm -hmm. uh, the Beyond mm -hmm. Epic Dota Tournament we will be casting today, in fact. Let me look at the times. Mm -hmm. uh, 5 a.m. my time. CST. 
14 CEST. We will also be casting on Wednesday and Thursday and, and Saturday. Saturday. So you guys and can look forward to all of these days, that. we're casting at 1400 CEST. And on the Saturday, we're casting two series back-to-back with best of threes. Everything we're casting is best of threes. And all the other days, it's one series. And Saturday is two series back-to-back. I did see so you tweet that. I don't think that's correct, though. Thursday, I believe, is two hours later than usual. Is it? I didn't want to tweet and correct you and just ruin your parade. I wanted to <laughs> give you. I, I wanted wrong. you. I wanted you to give out fake news so that I could call you out on the podcast for fake news, Cinderin. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, anything for clicks. We uh, <laughs> should probably double check that. But yeah. did you want to talk okay. about the tournament? Or is it too early? I mean, the group stage has already started. It's a bit early. We can just mention the quality of teams that we have. Uh, we have some of the very best, if not all of the very best, basically, in Western Europe and CIS. So teams such as Secret, Liquid, Nigma, OG, uh, NIP, Alliance. So those are kind of considered, I would say, the big six right now Bait. in Western Europe. Big seven. And then in... Uh, or Well, Viking as well is kind of like a wild card, to be honest, for me. They can mm. take games and even series off of these top six, but I wouldn't put them in the same category just yet. But they're doing very well in the tournament, which is a different story. Um, and then from CIS, we have Empire, Fly to Moon, Virtus Pro, Unique, and Bait, who replaced Navi, because Navi are working on roster issues, supposedly. They're not finalized yet. Um, so they decided to withdraw, and Bait got their spot. And I, I don't know why VP Prodigy isn't here. It might be a tournament um, limitation that each org can only have one team. And obviously, mm-hmm. VP Prodigy is owned by Umbrella Org, Virtus Pro. So, right. Yeah. Uh, but good teams, good Dota. You should look yeah, forward to watching that uh, if you haven't It's been already. good so far. So Team Plus One, according to Beyond the Summit's tweet, have been removed from the BTS Pro Series due to multiple confirmed incidents of match fixing. All previous match results will be nullified. We have provided relevant information and evidence to Valve. Plus One are currently banned from all future BTS tournaments, which, I mean, if they feel strongly enough to tweet that out, I would... Highly expect this ban to continue on to all Valve Dota-related tournaments. Yeah, what's the roster of Plus One? DNM, Ched, Jano, Weej, Juan, Schwan. I'm finding it here. So right. we have two Canadians, an American, a Mexican, and Argentinian. Yeah. Okay. I've never yeah. personally seen any of their games, so I can't really speak to anything. But I saw a clip recently of DNM pulling some ridiculous 3v5 game comeback where two of their players were disconnected and they ended up winning. Uh, but really? that is obviously dis- entirely beside the point here. Uh, and the most important thing, I think, is the wording. It's multiple confirmed incidents. Mm. Now, we don't know how they're confirmed, uh, but... I would be very surprised if BTS puts out a statement like this without being absolutely certain because they know what's at risk for the players. Um, so you don't you don't word it like this unless you're full-on fucking confident. And I still, right. we've talked about this in a previous episode. I think it's really important because there's all of this, like there's always allegations with people having money on matches. They're like, oh, was this a throw? And they feel like they unfairly lost a bet. Uh, and that you can always make these narratives that, oh, this team fucked up. They're definitely match-fixing. I always want to... I really want to make it clear that if you put out allegations of match-fixing, you need to have a really strong case mm-hmm. because of what the negative backlash is for the players uh, and the team. I mean, that, this so, is what we were talking about with the I really other team that was recently banned. Like, if it's a one-off, I feel like it's super difficult to say you've confirmed. But if multiple yeah. and there's a pattern then, I mean, it definitely becomes obvious at a certain point, right? In theory. Um, So yeah, expect them to be banned for life, which that's another subject of discussion that we've talked about before, which we won't this time around. Uh, Dota coordinator issues, Cinderin. A lot of people are having Mm -hmm. issues. Uh, Dota tweeted out in today's update, which was June 19th. We will be extending the battle pass end date by a week from September 12th to September 19th. We've also made a few improvements to the game coordinator today and we'll continue to investigate some more clues related to the extreme load surge that happened at 4 a.m. Seattle. So This was four days ago. How many days in a row was this an issue? It was like three at least, I want to say? Yeah, I and, think so. And it happened at the same time every day. 
and I assume it's fixed because I haven't heard complaints. Yeah, I think they've... I don't know if they tweeted out that it's fixed. I think they would also <clears> be very <throat> hesitant with that. Yeah. Uh, even if they think it's fixed, you, they would be really careful. That's, no, that's normally during a time that you play, right? 4 a.m. Yeah. PST. It's uh, like two hours I, from I, now. It was, it was definitely a problem. Um, but... Yeah, I don't. I don't know exact the exact duration of it uh, on the individual days. I don't know what happened to games if they just broke overall. Uh, the main problem I've had is inability to find the coordinator in general. So I couldn't find games. Uh, but I, I do think I read something about people's games just breaking mid-game as well, where you just lost all connection to the server. Um, mm. But I'm not a hundred percent positive how prevalent that was, or if I'm <clears> misremembering <throat> here. So don't take that. It also Take ruined it custom games, um, right? Which it was Again. actually on the same day that we finally got. So, the, <laughs> sorry, this is another tangent. They have this thing called Game of the Day, right? Mm-hmm. And normally, when there's no battle pass, it's on the front page, and it actually helps a lot. Like you'll get a huge increase in player base, and it's just completely random. Uh, and mm-hmm. sometimes it's like kind of broken. Somebody will get it like three or four days in a row. We've been waiting over two months for Pog to be on there. The day it's on there. Dota coordinator is fucked. And it's not on the front page anyway. <laughs> so it made no difference. That's just typical shit. Um, oh. But we should update people on the collector cash stuff from last week. Because that was the spicy right. topic of discussion. It feels like it's just been nipped in the bud here, Zinderin. Yep. Do you want to... Let's let's read... Do you think it's best we just read their whole post? It's a long post. It is a bit of a post. I think we just skip to the conclusion and remember what we talked about. So to get mm. you guys up to speed from last week, uh, there was the whole collector's cash vote in the game where a lot of the sets that were being voted on were actually breaking the work- workshop rules in terms of how many polygons they could use, so how much detail they could have on each individual piece. Um, and what happened was that creators were putting in the sets under the limit, so submitting them correctly and within the rules, and then they could edit them afterwards and break the rules, and the system wouldn't check that correctly. So what Valve decided was, this is unfair play. All of the items that were in the cache over budget are disqualified. They're just flat out purged from this cache, so they couldn't win and get in. Uh, And for the future, they are planning on making higher budgets as well uh, for... The cosmetics so to try to enable that kind of sets to get into the game because i believe obviously Morphling, the community loved a lot of them morphling has been increased from five pixels to ten i'm pretty nice. sure nice um they've doubled <laughs> <laughs> so yeah this uh, was one of the outcomes that we were expecting i think this was the one we were expecting to be most likely yeah, so i think people are overall are pretty satisfied with this and obviously we were discussing if anything would happen retroactively and it sounds like it won't so mm-hmm. stuff that made it in in the past Kind of like the the three two two incident. There was no precedent set. Now there is, uh, and everybody knows the rules, basically, right? Yep. So in the past, they just kind of got away with it. You can think about that what you will. If people are just, if you, I think some people will feel like you know they just used the system and got away with it, whereas others will feel like okay, that's just a dick move, right? And whatever your perspective is, the outcome remains the same. So. So yep. I don't want to jinx it. We are actually on pace to end this episode before the hour mark, Cinderin. Somehow, Unbelievable. I don't have faith in you. I believe that you will talk mm-hmm. until we, we hit an hour and a half. Random. Of course. Uh, but we are done with Dota, actually. There wasn't really that much uh, in terms of like regular Dota no. news, I feel like. That is true. Um, I mean, like the banning is kind of a big deal, but it hasn't really been technically resolved from a Valve perspective. Um so a lot of this stuff we can't really comment on too much, feels like. Uh, but what we can comment on is Artifact 2.0 beta, ladies and gentlemen. So as we talked about last week... The <laughs> I love the hype to just... The way your voice dipped, that was great. Um, Are you ready to <laughs> rumble? We have... Their, their strategy right now is to send sur- or to have people fill out surveys, a lot of which have never played Artifact 2.0 and give their feedback on specific colors of heroes. So last week they did red, right? So mm, now we kind of yeah. now they're doing green, so uh, people can send their surveys and I still don't know if I like this by the way, just because a lot of people have not played or even watched. But there are some results from the red heroes Cinderin and I'd like to discuss them. Instead of doing hero spotlights this time, I think we just discussed this. 
So I'll just read the first couple sentences they have here. So we have results from the Red Hero survey we sent out last week. For the most part, there was a smooth trend to the responses. One hero stood out as needing buffs, Tidehunter. A few heroes had high points that were good enough to overcome their annoyance as enemies, Ursa and Sven, which I definitely agree are super annoying. But these, but there, but there were, I think they misspelled this, there were two that yeah. felt like they could use a deeper look, Pugna and Centaur. So they give out a table basically of heroes that uh, did not do well in certain categories, okay? Mm-hmm. So Pugna and Centaur basically did not <clears throat> hit the fantasy element, aka I believe that's keeping close to their Dota feel. Mm, um, right. Same with the avoid picking. People hate playing it. Boring. Pugna made it to that list. And overall miss, which I think that was their overall assessment, is Pugna and Centaur, like we said. So I actually have a disagreement here, Cinder. And so huh. this is kind of what I was talking about. And I want your your feedback on this people that haven't right. played before giving their opinions how how do you filter that shit out i played for almost two weeks i said centaur was garbage i think he's really bad he's like very his some like his abilities are very um they're really they could be good and constructed if you build around them that's about it mm-hmm. okay very particular okay. usage pugna i said was garbage as well i've actually been playing pugna this week He's quite good, Cinderin. He's actually quite good. So I mm-hmm. and I feel very strongly that he's actually at the very least decent. So they're taking advice from people, even me, that don't even know what I'm talking <clears throat> about. Yeah. Before you actually get a chance to test it out thoroughly. So what do you think? Because they look like it looks like they're gonna change the heroes. Right. They say that I mean, Centaur kinda... seems straightforward to fix. His signature card feels awkward to use and his base stats don't let him take advantage of the trample on his activated ability. It would also be nice if he had a passive. Pugna might be a little more difficult. He was always an odd fit for red, only really belonging since he can take out tower enchantments. We'll get back to work and see what we come up with. Yeah. So, I mean, basically, I, I, I haven't played the game yet, so I'm going to just talk about it from like an overall perspective of games in general. That. Yeah. Uh, we talked about this a little bit last episode where I feel like asking the community for feedback, even if they haven't played it, is not irrelevant feedback. I still stand by that. I think it's good to ask people when they look at these cards and they have their initial impressions, does this look fun? Does it look like something you want to play and look forward to? And does it look like something that you think would be a fair card? Because obviously when you design games, first impressions and people's expectations matter a lot. And that's something that Artifact in the past has clearly missed in some aspects. So I think they will be trying to do that for multiple aspects, not just card balance, to try to get community feedback. Who knows? They might do something similar with the economy. Uh, I don't know if that's going to be the case, but it could be that they ask for community feedback if this seems like a good economy system. Um, I don't know. That's just a, a thought that they could do that. They did something similar with Underlords, right? With like the battle pass to yeah. find out if that was, felt valuable enough to people. Uh, yeah, in just, the way that it was. They came so, out with a battle pass and yeah. people were already playing the game. So, yeah. yeah. And then they tested it. And then now that it's monetizable, uh, people got a taste of what it's like and gave feedback on what's good and what's bad. So I think mm-hmm. that's a great way of doing it. Uh, and like you said, the filter here is take it with a grain of salt. A lot of people that don't play a game, some things will look completely broken to even if they're not, but their impressions still matter. So I can't give you like a ratio of one experienced player's opinion should outweigh five people that just read the card for the first time thing. I don't think it works like that, but like keep it in the back of your minds. If there's a card where you're like, ah, is this good or not? Then I feel like it could be the deciding factor about whether you rework it or not. If you're like on the fence, should we do it or not? And tons of the people haven't played yet are like this card looks shit or doesn't look fun then what do you really have to lose if you're already kind of on the fence then that could push you over but if the experienced players are like this card is great it's balanced it's awesome it's really fun and then a lot of people are like no it's not then i would say massively overwhelmingly favor the people that have actually played the game because obviously there's a high chance that the beginners can change their minds once they get to play it Dota, I imagine. Imagine reading all the heroes and you've never played before. <laughs> How much shit would sound yeah. insanely broken. Right. Yeah. And then once you get to play, it's actually okay, you know? Like, give and take. I'm good here. I'm weak there, which is an awesome part of the balance is that every hero is shit sometimes and every hero is awesome sometimes. Hmm. That's fun. Um, 
It's fun both for and against. I'm and sure in a card game, this. I think that can be pretty difficult. I'm sure they're to, taking it with a grain of salt. They have to be. There's yeah. no way that getting feedback from people that have never played, even people that have only been playing like a week or two, is almost irrelevant to a certain point. Like there's certain aspects, yeah. like you're right. Like if they did monetization testing, that's a great way. That's a really good way to get like public feedback on. Even yeah. from just an outside perspective, somebody that's never played, that's actually valuable. Mm-hmm. But I like I said, Pugna, he can destroy enchantment syndrome. That's pretty huge in my opinion. Uh Okay, so that is Artifact 2.0 for this. So I, I guess for the next few weeks, instead of doing spotlights, we'll just discuss the the heroes that they come up with needing changes and whatnot. Because mm-hmm. uh, sure. I find that quite interesting. And uh, I mean, I'll be able to talk about it a bit more if I get access to the game. Because then I can play I some games and you know get a little bit more of a feel for it. So be I'll a little see more what involved, I can do. But... I'll talk to my Valorant key guy. Um, oh, nice. Yeah, we can do he'll get you. back to me, I think. I mean, if Slacks isn't in yet, don't hold your breath, my friend. It is... Uh, <laughs> I count my lucky stars every day. It is truly random. So speaking of Valorant, um, this will be very brief. Don't worry for those that really hate the game. Uh, we did discuss the ranking system. Remember, Sindarin, how the top mm-hmm. rank was named Valorant and how are they going to yep. change it? Well, they came back and I believe the update's coming out later today. Uh, all the badges have been updated in terms of their visual, which I guess we can't really show, but they're way better than they used to be. And instead of the top rank being called valorant it is now called radiant which you would think and what's the second highest rank called immortal okay good so two dota that? terms that's right yeah they could have made iron dire what do you think yeah start with dire <laughs> that's such a, your start off playing is like here's your metal it's made of shit <laughs> good dire. luck hmm so good to see that they're uh, at least listening to feedback and whatnot. Okay, and then the yeah. last actual topic, since we're kind of just going through these quick today, Mixer. Yeah. This is giant news. Right. Mixer is shutting down and partnering with Facebook Gaming. I'm just going to read the first sentence of this article to give you guys a quick summary. Microsoft is closing its Mixer service on July 22nd, which has already passed, and plans to move existing partners over to Facebook Gaming. The surprise announcement means Mixer partners and streamers will be transitioned to Facebook Gaming starting today, and Microsoft will no longer operate Mixer as a service in a month's time. So, I have been told yeah. via Nikki, pretty much is my source for all news, <laughs> that I'm not mega interested in, which is Mixer, that existing partners are not guaranteed to get a partnership on Facebook, number one. Number two, I think they were offered a couple thousand dollars, maybe, is what she said, I believe. A little bit of money to do the transfer. People like the two big ones that we're thinking of, Shroud and Ninja, who signed ridiculous contracts, apparently have just been bought out. Is that what we learned today, Cinderin? Yeah. So allegedly, again, I'm just I'm just trusting Nikki on this 100. percent I haven't. (laughs) This is Nikki's fault if we're wrong. So if we're wrong, just, you know, you know who to talk to. No, but um, supposedly like the original, the original fee that Ninja got onto Mixer for was rumored to be, was it $30 million, I think, for transferring to Mixer. And supposedly Facebook offered twice that for him to stay on Facebook and he turned it down. That's what we've heard. Mm -hmm. Um, And took the third. but it sounds like they keep what they were bought up for. So basically, instead of having to stay on Mixer and run out the entirety of the contract, they just bag all of the money and are now basically free to go wherever they want. So Ninja can consider going back to Twitch. He could consider taking a big deal on Facebook, but he turned it down. Who knows? Maybe they'll come back to him with 100 mil. Uh, I don't know if that will change anything. Uh, he could consider going on YouTube, where he has an insanely huge channel. Uh, I have no idea what was it? Twenty-three million subs. I was it? On couldn't YouTube? tell you. Couldn't tell That's you, Cinderin. I didn't do I research no on Ninja this time. I I did misspeak. Sorry about that. July twenty-second is in fact a month away, Cinder. We're not yeah. quite there. I'm just trying to get rid of this fucking year already. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Skip ahead, please. But but yeah, crazy stuff. And obviously, like the big stories that everyone will talk about is the big streamers. But I think the the problem here mainly is the people that get hit, right? I'm sh- I'm sure Shroud and and Ninja whatever they end up with they will be just fine and happy in the end. Uh, mm-hmm. They are insanely huge brands. The problem is the people that have worked really hard, spent countless of hours to get partnered finally on Mixer, 
And then when there's a merger happening with another platform that they're not guaranteed to get partner benefits there, I feel like that's kind of shitty. Like, I'll I, be I'm honest. trying to like, understand, like, what is a partner benefit on Facebook? If it's just like a partnership on Twitch, who gives a shit? Just give it to them. Like, that's... It on. might be like something... I, I don't know exactly how it works on Facebook gaming, like with subscriptions or with uh, Facebook paying you X percentage of the ad revenue. Maybe it's higher if you're a partner or whatever. It probably is if it's just like on Twitch. Um, I don't know what it entails. I just flat out have no idea. But it's just shitty that people put in all this effort. And then it's one thing if Mixer shut down, right? If they're just like, we're discontinuing it. And then people who put in all the effort were like, you know what? It fucking sucks. Like, I was streaming on this. I put in so much time and it's done. But when you're merging with another one and you're allowing people to transfer over and even offering them money to switch, shouldn't you also offer them comparable benefits? Mm. Instead of being like, hey, you can have $3K, but we're not going to guarantee you that you can have subscribers like you used to. Like, that's just... Is, is it a merger then, even? Like, because it kind of sounds like you're transferring them. But it's not like a merge of ideology for how to run the streaming service. Know what I mean? Like they're not like it does. It sounds like they're not on the same page with what people deserve for what they've put in here. Um, so th- to me, it's a bit disconnected. It's weird. So um, I was also sucks. wondering why? Why would uh, like obviously Mixer was not doing well, like comically bad, right. in fact. So the reason that I don't know why Facebook is doing this. I guess this is the reason. Uh, there's a thing called X Cloud that Microsoft has developed streaming service or whatever you want to call it it's going to be part of the mm-hmm. xbox game pass which obviously uh will be very important this probably november when xbox xbox series x xbox sex comes out um so they're going to be putting all their resources into boosting facebook now which i mean that's a whole nother story um about facebook and it's let's just call them issues uh God, that company is an actual mess. Of course, having said that, uh, we are taking sponsors. If you want us <laughs> to stream on Facebook, which is clearly worse than any other service right now, it will take quite a bit of money. But Cinder and I will sell. We'll our souls we'll put to you. the podcast on Facebook for thirty mil. Maybe euros, maybe uh, rupees. It the currency doesn't really matter. Okay, thirty million something. <laughs> we'll be. <laughs> Grains of sand. <laughs> yes. Well, some sand is very valuable. But yeah, this uh, this is kind of a big deal, Cinderin. Um, yeah, it is. So now it's YouTube, Facebook, Twitch. What will yeah. survive? Where will the big boys go? Big boys and girls, I suppose. I, yeah, there's there's a couple bigger streamers for Mixer that were big before they got into Mixer. Yeah, but, and the question is, is this better or worse for Twitch? Like, there's one competitor that shuts down, but they merge with another one, so logically it should get bigger. Yeah. And with both Microsoft and Facebook looking to do this, the amount of effort and manpower and development they might put into it could be a stronger competition to Twitch, which in the end, like we've talked about in this podcast previously, competition, the big winner in the end is the viewer and the streamer. Um alike because they can negotiate better terms and for the viewers the competition means that you always need to push yourself to make it a better viewer experience to compete with the other platform Um, Mm -hmm. so for me like individually and just thinking of twitch this is probably good news but a part of me is also like it's still fucking irrelevant like i can't really i'm a bit torn between how much i believe this is going to challenge twitch at all or not like because so far They've barely made a dent in Twitch, right? Like for in reality, I, I don't I mean, know. Like maybe, all in all, maybe my outlook on it is too. Everybody should be rooting for them to have success because, like you said, it yeah. only benefits us. Uh, but right now, yeah, you're right. It's quite irrelevant. Uh, we'll see if that ends up changing in the future. Yeah. Um, I don't expect to have this conversation. Well, that's not true. If they just merged, when X Cloud comes out, which I guess is going to mm. be similar to Google Stadia. Remember when we talked about that? coming out yep. and then it came out and nobody gave an absolute shit about it uh, because it's garbage um yeah it's probably gonna be the same thing but anyway we'll see you yeah. hmm. maybe they'll name their stuff a little bit better x cloud xbox series x like dude get rid of the x it's not cool anymore dude like, x cloud actually sounds like a page you'd upload porn to <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> some sketchy it, porn at that hmm. i mean doesn't it 
Yeah, no, that's true. <laughs> I've been on many sites Great. like that. Okay, so on to the Patreon mailbag. Uh, we have a question from Absolute Sword. I have a question for the podcast, Suns Fan and Sooner. Do you have any goals or dreams you have given up on and why? I do have one. Okay. It's very I think serious, it's too. Pro and CS. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Fuck. That, I mean, that's... The I, I'm right? thinking about before all that. I was okay. a very good basketball player, Sinder. I gave up an NBA really? dream. I realized I was white, which was obviously inherent disadvantage. Uh, I couldn't jump very high, but I was a very good shooter. I could have been that guy in the corner shooting threes. I could scored, you? I scored 52 points in a seventh grade game of basketball, Sinderin. I was actually good. And then, one fate fateful day i was introduced to quake 2 and shortly thereafter <laughs> i was introduced to half-life the original half-life and by the next year i was morbidly obese and i tried out for my basketball team the next year eighth grade and i i almost vomited during the suicide runs so i couldn't continue so that dream had to be put on hold forever but didn't it spawn a new dream of becoming like a competitive eater then? Like, if you literally went from in shape to morbidly obese in a year, that's a pretty big accomplishment. Yeah, that's true. It's not. It's not that easy. Like, I'm you actually have to be pretty eating. committed to eating <laughs> shit and really not working out to make that transition. So I mean, fast. it was. It was a. It was definitely a very abrupt transition because it was just like one day I just stopped playing basketball every day, sat at home, played on my computer, ate my Totino's pizza rolls, and all that disgusting, oh, not disgusting, delicious, but not nutritional things. In there. <laughs> and the rest is history. Now I'm world famous, um, you know? My dreams have been realized in a different way, in a different form. Uh, but yeah. I guess I guess Counter-Strike would be the more serious one. Uh, yeah, I don't know you if were definitely pro- closer to a top level in that than you were in basketball. Re- yes, no, I, I agree with that. Right. I so. I think when I was at my prime, being a professional, anything related to video games was not even a thing. So that was kind of the issue. So I feel like if I was in a different era, then maybe, but who knows? I mean, it's it's a lot of ifs, ands, or buts. But, you know, I'm pretty happy with the way my life turned out. So can't really complain, personally. No real regrets, Cinderin. Other than becoming morbidly obese. Again, <laughs> this was a second time, too. In How about you? Slash- Goal slash dreams. I okay. I'm gonna make a prediction before you begin. Your uh-huh. answer is gonna be mega lame. Continue. Okay. Prove me wrong. That's all right. That's it. Mega lame. I gave up on becoming mega lame. I just can't do it. I think you gave up on watching in Bruges about eight months ago. <laughs> <laughs> what a dream. <laughs> that is a goal. I mean, you gotta set your bar I mean, pretty honestly, low. Honestly, okay. Here's your lame answer. I can't think of a goal that I flat out or a dream that I've had and flat out given up on except like a crush from way long ago that I gave up on because it just wasn't happening, right? A crush I mean, is that's on a girl goal. or something? Yeah. I mean, that's oh, a goal okay. slash a dream, right? To get with someone. But that's my lame answer. That's all I've really got. So you wanted to bang more chicks. That's that's your dream. <laughs> That's that. That's will be that. That's how you write news articles, right Jesus, there, man. That's what exactly a... what I just said. <laughs> no, uh... you have to have something more. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. When you mm. first started out in life as a little baby Cinderin, okay, walking down the street, and you didn't know anything about gaming before you even got game, did you have a dream before that, like to become a veterinarian or a school educator or something to that extent? No. I see. I'm a very oh, reasonable I person. It. I don't dream of anything because then I don't get disappointed. Oh my god! There you go. I'm Could just you... there. Okay. How about honestly? This? Okay. Anything from before I was ten years old, I barely remember anything. Like I remember very small things. So like what I dreamt of being, I don't remember dreaming of becoming anything specific. The first thing I really wanted to pursue as a career was professional gaming, right? And as you know, I still haven't given up on that. And I've been successful in some ways in it. Mm-hmm. Part playing, part casting, part analyzing, part this. This is obviously my smallest accomplishment, this fucking podcast. But it's still there. It's on the list. It's something. Um, you could at least laugh at that so I don't feel bad. It's something. 
Okay. <laughs> you know what my new dream is the last year? Is for you to watch in Bruges, but it still mm. has not happened for some yeah. reason. Is that a dream? Then you dream really small. I mean, my dreams have been realized. I became an NBA player, very world famous. I uh, did okay in Dota as well. Counter-Strike professional very briefly. I just want you to watch in Bruges. That's the final thing I need in my life. Can I actually just ask you how you made the connection between dreaming of being with somebody that you have a crush on and wanting to bang more chicks? How is that the same thing? I guess it's not exactly was, the same. That was, was a very weird... <laughs> it was like just a fucking college chad. I wanted to be a college chad. Well, sometimes did you never Did you syndrome. never have a crush on someone and dreamt of being with them and then it didn't happen? Oh, of course. Yeah, of course. well, then you I mean, understand. I think this is where my part of my personality comes out. I was historically really bad with women. Uh, too timid, some would say. Way too timid. Yeah. Very shy. I didn't really come out of my shell until Dota. Um, what a great time to do it. I mean, if you want me to be full disclosure here, before Nikki, which was seven years ago, I never truly dated anybody. Like, never really had a true relationship. So, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I, I, can, I can completely relate with that. It's pretty much the same. So, Dota changed everything for me, Cinderin. Yeah. It gave me everything. What a great game. Look at yeah. what it's done to our lives. Here we are. It can have a positive impact, no doubt about it. It can. Okay, speaking of positive impact on society, have you seen in Bruges? It's getting difficult to come up with something good to say. We made it past point. an hour, by the way. You did it. Okay, <laughs> did nice. It How many weeks has it been that you've mentioned in Bruges? It's been, has it been a full year now? It wasn't a, a thing in the first few episodes, right? I mean, yeah, it might have been not in the first three or four. I don't know. I have to go back. It's, it's been a year. It's though. been a year, Shannon. It's it's been a great year. Actually, it's been a pretty shit year when you think about it. Yes. The last Maybe it's half because... year has not been great. <laughs> it's because you haven't. Is there a connection there, perhaps? Mm. I am literally ruining the world by not watching in Bruges. Imagine having that kind of power and then still not doing it. Can you please answer the question for God's Chaotic sake? Chaotic evil. No. I've not watched it. Thank you, everybody. It's been a real treat. We'll see you next week. Same place, same time. We love you. Be nice to everyone, including yourselves. Bye. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Shut up. Yeah.